What is up, boners? We're back. This is episode 46. Ta-da. Yeah, we're almost to 50. Can you, dude, seriously, I can't even... For, since since 43, it's still shocking that we're almost to 50 episodes. We've, we're almost a year in. Nothing wrong with that. Not, not bad for a hobby. I guess not we're bad. okay. Not bad at all. But... How fucking crazy is it that, you know, when all this first started, they were like, yeah, it's only going to take two weeks with these masks and then everyone's going to go back to normal. Hey, man, I was calling it another strain of the common flu and should have burnt out over the summer. And it just. <sighs> we all have our life stories to talk about. COVID. It's going to go down <laughs> in history. I don't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either, because this is this is fucking insane. But on uh, on that that note of insane, there's something that really needs to be talked about. Bad Baby, aka Catch Me Outside. How about that? From Doctor Phil, made one million dollars on OnlyFans in six hours after she had just turned eighteen. One million dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you no, see why I need to get you an OnlyFans? No, I don't want to be an OnlyFans. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? You, I'm not going to be well, an OnlyFans. You can make us so much money from that. Do you realize how what avenue of people will be in your lane? I, I only want one person, and that's your mother. <laughs> that's that's Anybody else, that's I don't physical. care. Digital, you can do a whole lot, a whole lot of things with this. Hey, dude! What if somebody paid you a hundred dollars to show you your to show off your pinky toe? I'll show my old swimming pool picture. I don't give a fuck. I don't have to pose for Not it now. A, yeah, right now, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, if you did, if you did, there's a hot commodity right now for old guys and old women. And you're right up. You yeah, the little gray going on right there. Look at that. Look at that little goat chain. Mm-hmm. Vintage. It'll work. Just let me do this for you, please. Let me get you OnlyFans, and then we that that alone can support this podcast. You can't hear it, but you see it, right? <laughs> you can't hear it, but you see it, right? Anyways, okay, so yeah. then you shot you shot down that one. Nice chance, dude. All right. Well, on that note, then going back to the pandemic. There's a bigger pandemic that literally nobody is fucking talking about and is driving me insane. That is the fact that grown men are disgusting as fuck. Okay? You go into a public bathroom where there's locker rooms and you don't put down a single sheet of toilet paper layer? Are you out of your fucking mind? You just <laughs> sit down? What kind of sick, twisted fuck does that? And these are high-paid individuals. (laughs) Oh. High-paid individuals. I'm not surprised, son. Okay? They are fucking disgusting. Like, no one's talking about that. You're you're not even talking about it. Is this normal? Dude, I've seen people in gyms. You know, you're right. Even at doctor's offices or... Before the whole pandemic and everybody washing their hands, I've seen a lot of people come out of bathrooms who never washed their hands, and most of them wore suit and ties. You are all disgusting human beings. I hope you know that. You are well, sick. 
I I literally was at my job and I was leaving. I was changing out and someone ran in, ran in like they're being chased by by Michael fucking Myers, kick open the goddamn bathroom stall and just <sighs> nothing. Yeah, that's some ice cream like Cheech and Chong, there, huh? There's no <laughs> <laughs> There was no pa- I don't give a fuck if you're out of the toilet paper covers. Put down some toilet paper and layer it. Don't be a fucking savage from Viking eras and just shit Amen. wherever you want. Disgusting. And that's two yes, things. That's two things that I really wanted to talk about. And and it's just uh, it, I mean fuck dude, I'm almost 30 years old and, and I've since I was a child if I didn't have toilet paper to lay down, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go do the hand motion of the fucking mm-hmm. of the paper towels and layer that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting on that bare ass. Are you kidding me? It is disgusting. <laughs> There's nasty fucks in them them facilities. It is gross. It is sickening mm-hmm. and gross. And they should all be put to sleep. I think all of you, you sick mm-hmm. bastards. But on a lighter note, this story. Is not disturbing. It's not involving public restrooms. It is not involving uh, fuck uh, OnlyFans. Although, if there was OnlyFans back then, I guarantee you this guy would have made a dick ton of money. Sure, there were, but that's just like going to a speakeasy. It wasn't something that was well, well well publicized. So then, why won't you do it? Much- this this will help us. This we live in a world of video, Wi-Fi, satellite. No. I'm okay. I'll keep my chubby fat ass in my chair with my clothes on. <laughs> yes, this is not a dark story. It's not a true crime story. It's not a paranormal story. It's actually one that I've had in the can for a while. And this is one that I wanted to tell him because he's always getting so wishy-washy with dark stories and they get bad. And Only two stories I've been wishy-washy about, and they were very disturbing. Anything that, has to do, anything that has to do with hurting your family, those people should not exist. I agree. I yeah. I yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, everybody, please enjoy episode forty-five. No, six. See, I fucked mm. up again. Forty-six. Mm. Forty-six. This is the French Angel. Enjoy. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I guess we'll get back to. The Bulldogs will be Jim Podcast. Guess what, motherfucker? Some of the information you are about to hear, some may find disturbing. I don't know who gave them this or who gave them the clearance. On the crotch. Oh, my lord. Right there. Can we Google that? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I oh. fucking stumbled down a dark hole. And I love it. Great cake parties. So, you know, I'm going to believe anybody's bullshit. I'm going to believe mine. It sounds... Uh, not politically correct, but you two motherfuckers need Jesus. We're gonna go a, a little lighter, okay? We're gonna go a little lighter with the story, but a little darker with the beer. So, okay. this story is again actually not of the United States of America. We actually are going to be going to France. France. <laughs> 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 talk about the France. 
this is going to be the story of Maurice Tillet. And I may be pronouncing that wrong because I'm not French and I can barely speak Spanish. So bear with me. Maurice was born on October 23rd, 1903 to two French parents. And I personally cannot find their names. So if anybody could find their names, please, I'd be more than willing to get that information. But France I've searched- and Francis. Fra- <laughs> Francine. <laughs> Francine and France. Francis. Cheers, by the Cheers. way. Cheers. Yep. Are you, are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I have the same beer, IPA. The Lagunitas? Yeah. 805 is on sale for 1098. Just, just a FYI at your local Lucky store. Yeah. <laughs> His mother was a teacher. That's what was written down and found in some of the, the notes or the uh, research. And his father was a railroad engineer. His father was actually involved in the Trans-Siberian Railroad, and he died about... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money back then. Especially then, because... uh, That's historical. It's huge. It's very historical. Mm -hmm. His father died when Maurice was eight years old, so he really didn't get to know his own dad. He was also born in St. Petersburg, Russia. He was Russian by birth, but French when he gets he used to live there. You know, he probably know George Saint Pierre. Yeah, that's Quebec. That's Quebec, same thing. One's, they in, still, one's in Canada. They still sprinkle the sprinkle the sprinkle. The, <laughs> they still speak French. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up was a ve- he was a very sweet kid, and not to say that he was evil or anything like that later on in life, but he grew up a very sweet child. He was, according to his mother, an angel. She said he was a extremely beautiful young child. He was um, very, very sweet. He was very soft spoken very kind to other children and it was liked around all the people whether they were old or young the angel had no unusual features as a child meaning he didn't have any uh defects you know nothing like i actually i think more recently is when a lot of children started getting more down syndrome or like uh What's the one what, like the the what's that movie where the guy's like I I am a human being I am a oh, man elephant man, elephant man. Oh. that's the one so well, elephantitis right that's what it's called they didn't have all those growths uh, on on their faces and whatnot well it's a it's a whole body it's in general any part of the body really oh really yeah there's an arm wrestler who's if you look him up his hands. His fingers are no joke. Are probably an inch and a half round. His his he's an arm wrestler. From he looks funny from his shoulders down. He has gigantic his arms and hands and fingers, and he's an arm wrestler. Really? Yeah, he looks huge. But Wait, he's finger, not that I'm dude not that, that has the silicone that's always walking around like this, right? Is it that? Guy? No, that, that that guy's from Brazil. That's oil. That's cooking oil. That guy put cooking oil in his oil. fucking arms. 
That's oil, some sort of rest raw oil or something like that. No, that guy's from Brazil, but the guy I'm talking about, I think is from either Pennsylvania or or uh Pittsburgh. I can't remember. I'll send you a link of the guy. He's a, he's an arm he's an arm wrestling champion. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So friends of Maurice would say that he had a very angelic face he had blonde hair uh, dark eyes though but was very very sweet so later on in life after his mother named him an angel he then started become be, becoming the french angel later on in life and this will kind of get into that name a little bit later now according to reports during the russian revolution of 1917 this is now only 15 years after he was born is when he was when he moved to france with his mother in the book the french angel record book maurice's mother would say about her son he was perfectly normal at birth he had a kind mind an intelligent curiosity and a well-built body he was slim boy with blonde hair and an angelic face now i keep saying angelic face because this is what he was just described as he was a very beautiful child very beautiful kid then at around 17 years old maurice went from looking like an angel to looking like shrek his head his hands his feet and his chest began to what began to swell uncontrollably and by 19 years old he was diagnosed with a rare disorder known as uh, acromegaly acromegaly it was a hormonal disorder that develops with the pituitary gland as the pituitary gland produces too much growth hormone during adulthood causing bones to thicken to an abnormal size the effects of men and women are equal in numbers three out of one million people develop this disorder every single year today that's crazy. No, that's, I know. It's Even still happening it's today. They can't find it. Yeah. But that's three out of one million. There's all there's like two hundred and something million in freaking San Francisco alone. So maybe there are some French angels walking around downtown SF or something. Maybe. You never know. We don't know what the hell's walking around San Francisco, son. That's that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. There's a lot of naked individuals. And they're just regular people just walking down. <laughs> like they're they're working nine to five and they're just walking down. Probably city workers. <laughs> Possibility. But this did not stop Maurice from being a very active young adult. Uh, Maurice was particularly fond with rug- of rugby. And in 1926, he even shook hands with King George V after a game in London. Maurice joined the Navy once he was of age, and he had a dream of becoming a lawyer. Now, my question is, why does anybody want to be a lawyer? Why? Can you answer that? Nowadays, yeah. nowadays, then, before I don't know. Then they're well, 
they didn't have TV and internet. <laughs> they didn't want to go to war. That's very Education true. was probably hard to come by. So what's it going to stop him from seeking out knowledge on his own? Hmm. There was no interferences. They had no running water back then, or no electricity, probably. Yeah, they had no electricity. I'm sure they had running water. And if they didn't, they were doing that shit where they throw it out of the window with a bucket. Which, by the way, is where the term shit face comes from, in case anybody mm-hmm. is, is uh, wondering. Mm-hmm. He might have been one of the participants. <laughs> <laughs> now, while in the Navy, he served five years. He was able to become an engineer. So he's a, fr- a fairly smart, fairly smart dude. Now, this was before, and this is where it kind of switches and where his nickname, the French Angel, really comes into play. This is before he became a professional wrestler. WWE style, WWF, WCW, all these other W's. <laughs> this, okay. this is what he eventually went into doing. Maurice met the light heavyweight champion at the time, who was an amateur wrestler from Lithuania, a Carlo Pohilo, and he convinced Maurice to join to join the uh, sport. Now, if you're curious as to what Maurice looked like, I am about to show you. This he, is he, yeah, that's where the character. Sh- there he is, right there, Shrek, right in the middle. Yep, right here. So yes, actually. He is the, the, what is that? The prototype of Shrek. Uh, what, what eventually ended up happening is that after he met with Car- uh, Carl in 1939, Maurice moved to Paris, Paris, France, where he began wrestling and training for two years until World War II. He moved to America to get away from the war and on January 24th, 1940, Maurice made his wrestling debut. He walked down the aisle, entered the ring, leaped over the rope, and roared at the crowd. Now, if you remember the movie Shrek, there's a part in the movie where Shrek goes to Lord Far- Farquhar. 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 Thank you. Look, see, are you sure that you're not part French? I've had a French woman or two. <laughs> Okay. Just keep going. <laughs> Already. Well, cheers to that one. But yes, there's a scene in there where he jumps over the uh, ring. Lord Farquhar says, uh, this is right before he actually tells Shrek to go on this task to go find this beautiful princess. And he actually starts wrestling people and, and people are like, use the chair, use the chair. And he hits them in the face and all this other stuff. It's actually pretty cool. And so it's a reference to this guy. It's a huge reference. He was he was in essence the the backbone, the 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 profile of Shrek the ogre. I wonder so if he gets paid for that. Huh? I wonder if his pa- family got paid for that, or if there's know. any royalties. There, I mean, there should si- be. It was based off an actual character. An actual person, not a character. This I mean, is a character, person. yeah. Well, the wrestler. I'm just saying his character, the wrestler, the person. Yes, I mm. get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can we can look we can look in into that. 
Now, to the Americans, Maurice was no longer an angel. He was the freak of the ring. And because of this freakish appearance, Maurice had, he was sold to the, he was sold as, this is his nickname in America, as the unstoppable freak. Because good old Americans can't fucking just go with, oh, look at this angelic person. Like, that guy's fucking hideous. Let's call him the ugly fuck that smashes people's face. Well, he was pure entertainment, dude. You got to realize that. Well, especially back that. then. <laughs> yeah. Those people they, didn't get shit back then. No, they probably went to Saturday matinees and quarter movies. or You know, who knows what they had. They, so after being yeah, named he, the Unstoppable Freak, Maurice went on to star in a few movies on the silver screen because of his appearance. Now, I did go on his IMDb, IMDb page, and these are the movies that Maurice starred in. The 1991 uh, Drag- Dragnet Knight as the Cannon Man, 1931 Rivet Grange as the Man in the Suit, Man in Suit at Bar. These are all on his IMDb. 1934 Maria Capelinde, Cal- he was the Camp Cook slash Server. In 1935, in Princess Tam Tam, he was the bar patron. Also in 1935, he was the Canaval in Flanders. It's French. I don't know. He he was a part of the shaving scene patron. So I guess he was just being shaved while someone was talking. While looking like this. <laughs> so he played an extra a lot. Apparently so. And, and in his final film in 1936, uh, Les Butières de la Volga, Un Batelier. This was also French for the shop worker. Jesus, just say the shop worker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, I, I, I did extensive research on this, and this is what I found, okay? Okay. Scientists who attended these these wrestling matches were baffled as the majority of the acromegalogists as the acromegalogies that's the word that I was looking for did not live past 30 due to bone thickness they would get very weak and unable to move at the time of Maurice coming to the U.S. performing in professional wrestling, he was 37 years old and land the smackdown on your candy ass. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he stood five eight, 270 pounds with a 47 inch chest. That's how big that fool's chest was. He swelled that much. His hands, like, he actually looked like my, my uncle's hands. He had little sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scientists declared that Maurice was the closest living man at the time. I don't know if this is more of a compliment or I don't know if it's a compliment. I don't know if it's an insult. Or like, hey, man, this actually is pretty interesting. But the scientists declared him to be the closest living man at the time 
to a Neanderthal. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say it's a compliment now, but at that time when they had no facts about his condition or his, I mean, if anything, his had, living it, condition in general. Yeah, if, if anything, they had very little facts on, on his living, con- or not even living condition, but his condition in general. <clears throat> so he was the closest living person at the time that looked and resembled a Neanderthal. His matches were scripted, and he was slated to win every match for 19 months. And from 1940 to 1942, for that 19 months, he was supposed to win every single match. And during this time, he had a, ve- a very real rivalry with an American wrestler uh, and American Wrestling Association world title holder, Steve Casey. Now, their first match was Maurice won by disqualification. The reason why they, why they won is because Steve kept poking him in the eye. So he won by disqualification. He, he won the A-W-A-W-T, the ah-ah title. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Bo. And me, Big Jim. From Botox with Big Jim Podcast. If you're interested in skateboarding, we got something for you. It is said by many that skating is life. Whether you're riding vert, street style, or cruising around on a longboard, it's part of who you are. With this in mind, Pipe Dream Skate Company was created. In its early days, it was merely a father-son project to build a longboard. After family and friends started taking notice, orders started coming in for custom boards of their own. Seeing this as an opportunity to start and grow a business, Pipe Dream Skate Company was born. Even today, it remains a family-run company with customers all across the country. Each longboard is handcrafted with quality in mind. Woods are hand-selected for their pattern, color, and strength. The urethane wheels and high-quality bearings are a perfect blend for a fast, smooth ride, while the reverse kingpin trucks increase the turning radius to carve down any street or boardwalk. And when you're riding a pipe dream, you'll know that you are riding a one-of-a-kind board that caters to your individual style. So head over to their Instagram at pipe dream skate sk and the number eight co and get your handcrafted custom made pipe dream board today. There's three matches that were done by these guys. Maurice won the first one by disqualif- disqualification by eye poke. The second one, Maurice won in a clean match. And Maurice was where where Maurice was undefeated for 19 months. So that disqualification was also a part of that undefeated record. And then the third time, now this is this third time is later on in 1942, is when Maurice lost the uh uh title back to Steve Casey <laughs> in a clean fight. And for wondering what the uh uh title is, it's the American Wrestling Association World title ah, ah. <laughs> then in 1947 the angel became a u.s citizen he was 100 saluting that american flag people however he had to change his name from the angel to the french angel now he was more commonly known as the angel and like I said earlier, the French angel is what he started to become known as. As U.S. promoters began recruiting more talent with ab- abnormalities and referring to them as angels. 
Carl, his protege, no, protege is the one who taught him, right? Protege. It's protege. Or his mentor. Mentor. Carl, mm. the mentor from Lithuania, was a huge inspiration to Maurice and in many cases, his best friend. After years of smoking cigarettes, Carl passed away from lung cancer in, on September 4th, 1954. And Maurice felt very, almost like a, like a broken heart to when his best, one of his friends died. His mentor, he, he, this is someone that he looked up to. This is someone who actually brought him into the business. Someone who actually wanted to get him to a better, a better place in wrestling. I mean, he's this guy who recruited him into doing wrestling to begin with. 13 hours after Carl's death, the French angel was sent back to the heavens. Keep in mind, Ag, a chromegly, a chromegly, he died after his mentor died yes 13 hours from what that his disease i'm gonna tell you yeah yeah it's it, I'm Jeez, about to read it right okay here. sounds like a love story kind he's been broken hearted it happened 13 hours <laughs> after he died now keep in mind it's not only the the the, the increases in size and the bones but it's also organs as well so now, like I said, on September 4th, 1953, his buddy died. After being informed of his friend dying, Maurice fell ill and felt that his chest was going to explode. So he literally had a heart attack. And, and like I just said, too, his organs or his bones were not the only things that swelled. It's his organs also. The normal heart, human heart, is about the size of this Seven cup. pounds. It's about the size of this cup, give or take, right? Mm -hmm. His heart was the size of an American football. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yes. An American football, not football. Football, pigskin, Tom Brady, cheater. Maurice suffered a major heart attack at the time of his death. And just like like you said too, it was a love story because his mentor was such a big influence in his life and someone who he looked up to so much. Maurice was buried right next to his buddy in the Pohelo family plot. So Carl's family's plot. Now So he was the angel was a only child? He was the only child. No, uh he had I want to say he had two siblings, but they didn't say who who exactly that they were. No, yeah, he was. I'm sorry. He was the only child. Only child. And yes, much like you said earlier, uh, he was the inspiration of Shrek. Now, for those who maybe don't know, 2001, there was an animated film by DreamWorks called Shrek where a big green ogre became friends with a talking donkey. <laughs> Marie still it was that inspiration. Having eerily similar face features to the French angel, Shrek is known as a hideous ogre 
but with a very soft side. And much like very, everyone described Maurice. Now I'll pull up that picture again of what he of what he recently looked like. But he was someone. How am I supposed to? Can you just see? Yeah, you can. So these pictures alone, you know, him screaming like this, looking, have this crazy big face. That all of that was the features of Shrek. He had a big nose, big ears, gigantic head, the whole nine. So a everyone, crooked head. A cro yeah, crooked head too. But this is exactly what Shrek looked like. I mean, look, compared to a normal person's hand, his, that, that person's hand, and for those who are just listening, there's a person, an uh, individual having someone's... Was, is that a dentist? Yeah, it's got to be. Who else is going to let put his finger in his mouth? It's not his <laughs> proctologist. Hey, man. People have <laughs> been having weird kinks for a long time, buddy. That's all right. <laughs> yes, he is being examined, and this person's this dentist's hand can literally fit inside of his mouth. Now, not only that, Maurice, the French angel, had a very, very soft heart, much like, much like I mentioned before, to the point where he had a wife. He oh, had that was his wife, the pictures that you're showing? Beautiful wife. And I'll show you what she looks like as well. And again, for those just listening, sucks, for, sucks to be you. I'm just kidding. This is his his wife here. Really? Yes. Uh, this was. I'm trying to find her name. Olivia or Olga. Olga. That's that's the uh, name. That's his his uh, wife here. So he literally oh, in, in this picture looks like like Shrek holding the princess Fiona before she turns into an ogre. I mean, literally, he's he wearing, yeah, he's wearing what looks to be tights kind of looking thing. No shirt. Long John. Yeah. Extremely hairy chest. And the, the Shrek features. And so that was his uh, wife, Olga. So he was probably slanging some huge D if he had that, that <laughs> like, that, uh, that illness that was going on. It couldn't be just his fingers that were like. You know, his fingers weren't the only. He was probably swinging meat the size of this boot. Well, lucky him, I guess. <laughs> I just hope that it wasn't curved like that because that would not be good for anybody, especially that young lady. He would have mm -hmm. he would have destroyed her. <laughs> <laughs> and also, for those who don't know, although he was the the profile, the the inspiration of the character Shrek. While we're on the topic of Shrek, do you know who was originally written to play that character? To play Shrek? To play Shrek? I, I guess I can't imagine anybody else other than to pull it off. Maybe Jim Carrey. Mm, no. Maybe Jim Carrey could have. But anybody other than Michael Myers, I'd be surprised. Oh, no, no, no. Chris Farley. Yes. Chris that is Farley. correct. Chris Farley in 2001, or uh, not 2001, in the early 2000s, he was supposed mm -hmm. to play uh, Shrek to the point where they even have voice recordings 
on storyboard of Chris and Eddie Murphy in the same sound booth doing the voices, which is crazy. I can't remember where I heard it from. And when Farley died, a whole new film had to be rewritten. And in a rush to create a film, it was presumed that DreamWorks found these images of these images of of Maurice. Oh, so Shrek probably had a different. He had a whole different whole characteristic. Look about yeah, he oh, wow. he had that same ogre, you know, the pointy ears coming out the side of his head, but he looked like a very menacing ogre. They found his picture and they were like, wow, he's as crazy big of a head this, as this guy has and big nose and gigantic ears and gigantic mouth. He actually did have what seemed like a very attractable side to him, you know? And so very gentle, very, yeah, very gentle giant. And so they made Shrek, the 2001 film that everybody else knows, knows today which is insane that it's 2001 because it's now 20 years old. Yeah, homeboy. I'm about to be 30. <laughs> yeah, that's are. fucking insane. Oh, well, that's, just, that's evolution. People will grow and get older. Or when Moana comes out and it's going to be a classic. Oh, geez. And then, and then The Rock is going to be doing the 20-year anniversary with his daughter. I don't know. What's her name? Pebble? I don't know. But whatever her daughter. <laughs> that was what, good. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, that was uh, the French angel. That was M- Maurice Tillet. So, what'd you th- what'd you think of that? That was a little more uplifting and and not so dark and twisted. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I don't mind dark. I just don't like those other. Though that that dude, I still can't even remember his name. Oh. Marcus Wesson. Marcus Wesson, or the one that I recently heard on um, "Mommy and Me" murder tapes. Oh yeah, shout out Susan to "Mommy and, and Me" uh, podcast. Big shout out! Absolutely love your, but that your sec- uh, podcast. That second episode killed me. I just can't listen to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm it's, still catching uh, up on on theirs. I actually just listened to the Chuck E. Cheese murder, but that one was also a very good episode. No, I like that part. I mean, it right, but yeah, I can't remember the girl's name. That's right. Uh, that's uh, I believe it's Maya is the daughter. Oh, no, no, the story it's uh, Sylvia Likens, Sylvia, like a like the Sylvia Likens. Yeah, it's the the absolute worst story, actual story. Well, don't, Uh, don't, yeah, I won't. But anyway, uh, if you get if you really want to hear about it, go over to that podcast, Mommy and Me Murder Tapes. Shout out to Jessica and Maya. Make sure you put this out on them. I will absolutely. All right, this is this is uh, their their little shout out. Absolutely. So, but it's a disturbing case, and it's not that it wasn't a great case. I just I just don't like when you have to listen. Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's just what this parent did to that child. And it's a true fucking story. But anyway, back to Tillette. No, I like it. I liked it. I like the it guy. Cool. <clears throat> it's a cool guy. Very cool. Like Him I said, it, it was very, it was very um easier. It was very welcoming. <laughs> yeah, it was easier. It was a little silly, you know, it got a little funny. Uh the next one won't be. I'm I'm a it's it's fucked up. The next one. Okay. 
Next one's pretty so, dark. All right. So I, I'm trying, but, 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 but I am looking for more ghost stories. So if everyone's wondering, yes, it's not going to be a murder all the time. I'm looking for more, more ghost stories. And I found one. It's pretty interesting. I think it even tied into a Hollywood movie, much like this one. So we'll, we'll find out. Stickers are still here. If you still want some, shoot me a shoot me a direct message. Shoot him a direct message. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And, and they're very you. small and discreet. You can there see you here's my cell phone. Boom. Look at that. Fits right in the back of a phone. It's not nothing big and bulky. Yeah. It's real and cool. Doesn't look like one of them Hershey Kiss nipples. You're good. Mm-hmm. It's not too far in the way. So thank you everybody yep. for listening. Thank you everybody for watching. And we will talk to you later. Love y'all. Goodbye. Peace.